listening to another powerful message from C3 Southwest Washington. We are so excited you're here with us, and we believe God has more in store for you. Well, good morning. How are y'all? Well, it is good to be in God's house with you today. It is crazy, but two of the verses that were already spoken... I've got them right here on my paper. So it is good to be in God's house. We have, um, you know, I just want to take a moment, and if I, if I can get through this without getting emotional on you, um, but I just want to thank my kids for being a part of all of this. You know, sometimes they <laughs> they go, I'm, I'm going to say, just un, un from me, you know, just unnoticed. I don't know if that's even the right word, but just, I want to acknowledge them today. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Mary. Um, You're all a part of this, and you are a, uh, you are the backbone. (laughs) You are the backbone, and thank you for for serving. Thank you for giving. We've been through a lot of things, and you've always rolled up your sleeves, all of you, and you've said, okay, what needs to be done? I'm here. Let's do it. We even gave you the option. Hey, go, go find yourself. Go try, go try something different somewhere. No way. This is our house. This is our family. We're in. So thank you for giving. I just wanted to honor you all today because you do so much, and I get to do that because I have the microphone, and I'm mom, and uh, just thank you. Thank you for serving. Um, okay, good. I got that through that pretty much okay, right? Okay. <laughs> but uh, it, we have been talking about the Holy Spirit, and it, I don't know if you can sense it, but there is a shifting happening because we have acknowledged the Holy Spirit. We have invited him into his, this place, and we are seeking him. That's the secret. He's ready. We have decided to move forward and look out because things are happening. Um, so we're going to continue on. We, uh, we're talking about, you know, that power that we're designed to push, be pushed forward, to hoist the sail. We have been challenged to be filled, that we can accomplish through God's power what he has called us to do and to un- for him to be able to unlock the giftings within us because you are not just you are not just Lauren you are not just Corin you are not just a Bethany but God has imparted to you a gifting that only you can do and as you pursue the holy spirit it begins to unlock you have the keys Man, I could probably just stop right here, right? <laughs> you have the keys. Um, allow that spirit to unlock it for you, all of us, and just see what will happen within our church family and our community. Oh, boy. I'm excited. Are you excited? I am. So today we're going to carry that on. And the scripture I'm going to share with you is found in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 through 5 and 8. It says, while he was still with them, this is Jesus, 
because he had been crucified. He was buried. He has risen. He has shown himself to people. So he's getting ready to ascend to heaven at this point. So while he was still with them, he said, don't leave Jerusalem yet. Wait here for the Father to give you the Holy Spirit, just as I told you he has promised to do. John baptized you with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and give you power. Then you will let tell everyone about me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, in Samaria, and everywhere in the world. The Holy Spirit will come upon us. And he will empower us and live in us. And then we will be able to go into Vancouver. We'll be able to go into Camas. We'll be able to go to Hazeldale. We'll be able to go, where else? Portland, Portland, Richfield. And tell them about the good news about Jesus. That is our, or that is our secret power. I heard some, uh, Pastor uh, Pringle uh, Phil Pringle says the secret sauce. So that is our secret sauce, that secret ingredient. But it's not so much a secret because he wants to give it to all of us. But that is the power source that we need to tap into in order to see ourselves grow, to become who we need to be, and for our church to grow, to reach our community, and to set at liberty the captives that are in our community today. Holy Spirit, we're going to activate that Holy Spirit funny I saw this uh, video this YouTube and I I kept going the Holy Spirit activate I kept that kept going and I said is that something and so it's something <laughs> it's a little not a song but it's a little little jig and so I said okay Holy Spirit activate Holy Spirit activate so we're gonna go through that all week now you got that in your head so Holy Spirit activate so that is what we're Activate. We're going to talk about that today. So just join with me in prayer and whatever you want to do. If you want to raise your hands, put your hands over your heart, put your hands over your mind that we could focus today. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that is living and active and powerful. And it is what equips us today to become who you have called us to be. I pray that as we open your word and we study your word, that you will speak to our hearts and God, that we will activate the Holy Spirit, that we will not hesitate, that we will move forward and we will run forward to receive this gift that you have for us, that we can be who you have called us to be and to in our community and in our workplace at school we thank you, Jesus, for your gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, give somebody a high five before you sit down. And am I going to need my glasses? I kind of don't. I'll just have them here prepared, ready in case. Um, well, it is good to be in God's house. And this scripture, it is Jesus is getting ready to activate a power that will transform the apostles' lives forever. They don't even know what's coming. They know it's a good thing because they saw Jesus do remarkable things. And Jesus said, what I'm about to do, you're going to do greater things. So they knew it was great, but they had no idea. Um, but this time, I'm going to have my beautiful assistant, Bethany Lee. 
She's going to come, and I always like to give illust- you know, objects so that when you see them in daily life, you'll say, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember that. So uh, here's a tripod. Yes, you all know. And it has three, three legs. So my assistant is going to just open the three legs, but not, but not, oh, the two, I'm sorry, two. So have them stand on two, two le- have it try to stand on two, two legs. Is that two? I guess that could be two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, everybody does it differently. <laughs> yeah? Okay, yeah. So here we have a tripod, and it probably could stand. Can you let go and try to get, is it going to stand? Not really. No. So it's because it is designed to stand on three legs to give it the stability. So, Bethany, why don't you help, help it to stand on the three legs now? All right. There we go. There we go. Ah, it is now stable. Thank you so much. Thank you, Bethany. You can just leave it right there. (laughs) Okay, and as always, I looked up the word stability. And that means, the meanings for stability, the state of being stable, not likely to fall or give way, to firmly, be firmly established, unchanging, steadfast. So now that we have the three legs down, this tripod is ready to go. It can be used for its purpose. In our life, we have, you know, this is the way I was looking at it. We have the Father, who is God. We have the Son, Jesus, and we know that he died for us. But a lot of times in life, we go without this third leg. Because the Holy Ghost, what is that? I don't know. I've never seen a face. Who is he? But the word of God, that scripture, we have Jesus, we have God the Father, and he's going to send the Holy Spirit. So that tells me that I need all three working within my life to be stable, to be grounded, to be firmly planted. Yes? Okay, so we're going to dive in here. And... uh, Let's see, Titus 3, verse 5 through 6, and this was an extra verse I threw in. It says, God washed us by the power of the Holy Spirit. He gave us new birth and a fresh beginning. God sent Jesus Christ, our Savior, to give us his spirit. So these verses tell me that I don't, it doesn't matter what I think or if I'm not, you know, Holy Spirit, I don't really know what that is. I'm good with God and Jesus. I can, I can survive. But the word says, uh-uh, you need all three to be functioning, to be stable. And so for the sake of this message, we're just going to accept that because it's in God's word. And he says, I need all three. Then I need all three. I'm going to look for all three to be active in my life. Yes? yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, growing up, I was, you know, I grew up in a... Uh, Pentecostal Hispanic Mission Church. So with that, it was just its own little church. We spoke Spanish. Some of us did. The teenagers didn't speak Spanish. (laughs) We understood it, but we didn't speak it. But everything was Spanish. Maybe we topped 100. So it was a small family. Um, So I grew up there. And I remember at the age of, at 11, I didn't, I didn't understand the message. I didn't understand what was really 
going on. But I can remember I prayed. And when I, when I prayed, I, I just, Jesus, just forgive me. And that's, that's all I can remember. I went home, and there was just a lightness. I don't know if any of you have ever felt that lightness when you've given your, your life to Jesus. And I didn't know what it was. And my mom said, you, you got saved. I said, oh, I got saved at 11. I didn't know I needed to be saved at 11. What, what did I need to be saved from? But I just felt light. I felt great. And, um, and so I, you know, I just got saved when I was 11 years old. And at the age of 13, things began to change in my home environment. Some challenges began to be presented. And I just, like, and I just naturally, I blamed God. I blamed, here, I'm serving you. I'm, I'm in your house. My family's in your house. And we're going through these things. How can this be? If you are God, then I, I don't want this. And so between the age of 13 and 19, I, you know, I, I just didn't want anything to do. We were still in church, but my heart wasn't for God. And then at the age of 19, I don't know what it was, but it was, I was at that place where it was, I was unhappy. I was unfulfilled. And I said, God, if you are real and you have something for my life, I want it right now. I give you my life. I give you my heart because I'm just tired. I'm tired. You know, I don't have anything. At the age of 19, God didn't waste any time. He, about a couple months later, he shipped me off to Bible school in Maine. And from then on, he has been working in my life. And if you had known me, you know, even when we first got married, I just, you know, my personality, if you know me well enough, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm quiet, and I'm okay with that. Um, but it's, <laughs> but then when the, when the Holy Spirit works in your life, he empowers you to do things you never imagined. He empowers you to be in places you never thought you would be. And so today, that Holy Spirit is working in my life. He can, he wants to work in our life to release that power, that, that secret sauce through you to build his kingdom. So my, my desire for you, for us, is that we will walk, we will seek that. And I, I have a sense that we are. That's the journey we are imparting on right now. So how do I activate this Holy Spirit in my life? How do we activate him in our lives? Number one, you pursue the Holy Spirit. James chapter 4, verse 8 and uh, 8 says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Luke eleven thirteen, if you then who are evil, here you go, Lana, there's your verse, right? <laughs> if you then, no, she's the one that said it. It's not her verse. Didn't she read, didn't she share this one? Okay, you guys, don't get me in trouble. <laughs> Said, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? God in his character is good. He does not want to give us something that is bad, that is evil, that is scary, that you can't know, that is mysterious. He's like, no, I have something good for you. It is my spirit. It is me living in you and that you can do great and marvelous things through the Holy Spirit. So don't be afraid. Maybe we can't put a face to it. I think someday we probably will be. What do you think? 
Mm, should be interesting. What do you think he looks like? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus? Um, but if we can get past that and know that, hey, I don't have to see him. I don't have to touch him. But if Jesus says that God is going to send this Holy Spirit and that I need him, I need that power source, then I am going to pursue it. I am going to seek after it. That is one of our uh, values, our culture, that the Holy Spirit is our source. He is our power. We can try, uh, again, Pastor Phil Pringle in one of his books, he says, building a church is a supernatural thing. You can't, you can build it to a certain place on our natural talents and abilities, but God, the Holy Spirit, needs to active, be activated to make things change, to make a difference. So pursue it. Pursue the Holy Spirit. That is what we should be doing all the time. And when we pursue him, we engage with the Holy Spirit. Matthew 7, 7 says, ask and you will receive, see, search and you will find. Knock and the door will be open for you. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So does that sound like the Holy Spirit is being, is trying to be mysterious? There you go. Does he want to be found by us? Yes. He does. And what do we need to do? Seek him. He says, knock on the door. I'm going to open it and say, come on in. He is looking. He is waiting. He desires the Holy Spirit to be in us and living through us. Um, just, you know, I had to, this took me a little bit to get used to. Address him by name. You say, Holy Spirit. I call on you right now. So, sometimes my day, throughout my day, Holy Spirit, direct me. Show me what I need to be doing. Show me what, what you have for me. So call him out. I mean, we can say God. We know how to say Jesus. Holy Spirit. And he's like, yes. Invite him in. Put it part of your life. I know, um, and sometimes what else are you know, basic things? Reading your word, praying, that's a way to engage. Um, I know for me, as you know, through, I had different seasons in my life, and maybe some of you can identify. As a young mom, when do you have time to do anything for yourself, right? A young parent nowadays, what I had to do, and I might have already shared this a few times, I would have to find five minutes in the bathroom by myself, just close the door. God, I, I can remember actually taking my Bible in the bathroom because I just, I need to get away. Just give me, give me five minutes. And still their little hands would go under the door. What are you doing? I said, go away for a little bit. And then, you know, gradually that, that season changed. And then I, I went back to work and I found that the, my travel time became my time with the Holy Spirit, praying on my way to work that I could be, prefer, pre, be prepared for every opportunity during the day. On my way home, I would listen to my Bible because you can't read when you're driving, but I would listen to my Bible and take it in, asking, Holy Spirit, show me more of you. Show me who you are. Make yourself real to me. And so you find times, you find what works for you, but seek him, engage in him, call him out and see, find out what he has for you. So we're going to do what first? Pursue. Pursue. Gold star. 
<laughs> you're going to pursue the Holy Spirit, then you're going to engage the Holy Spirit. The next step we're going to do is we are going to expect the Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. That's the exciting part. Um, John 14, 26. But the Holy Spirit will come and help you. Will he come? It says, yeah, he will come and help you. Because the Father will send the Spirit to take my place. The Spirit will teach you everything and will remind you of what I said while I was with you. John 16, 7. But I tell you, I'm going to do what is best for you. This is why I am going away. The Holy Spirit can, cannot come to help you until I leave. But after I am gone, I will send the Spirit to you. When we call, when we pursue, when we engage the Holy Spirit, he is going to show up. Expect him to show up. Will he show up? Absolutely, because he's eager to give you this gift. He's eager to work through you, to live in you, to show you the secrets of the word, to give you explanation of what these verses mean, to help you to grow and to be who he has designed you to be. You could only, we can only get so far and we kind of, you know, hit that place. But when we engage with the Holy Spirit, he then unlocks those things that we have not even discovered yet. And it's going to blow our minds. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so know that he is going to show up. And with that, I, I have asked somebody to just uh, share a little bit about her story. And it is exciting because I want, we wanted you to see that the Holy Spirit, he's real. And he is active, and he is he is desiring a relationship with you. That, I mean, yeah. So know that, and know that he is real, and he is and he is doing things right now in lives. So Talia Gonzalez, why don't you come on up? Oh, let me get this tripod out of the way. Sorry, and. This is Talia. Come on over here. You have to be close to me. Uh, do we need two mics? Or, oh, just use the one. That'll be fine. Um, so she has a story. If you have not heard her story, get ready. Because she had. it's about her story and the engagement of the Holy Spirit in her life. So, Talia. Hi. I'm nervous. <laughs> it's okay. Well, tip number one, you'll have to put your mic. Right here. Oh, hello. There you go. I'm nervous. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, can you give us some background on what led you seeking after God? So I grew up as a Jehovah's Witness, and I mean, I was totally sold out for their religion. I believed everything they told me, which, I mean, Jesus was Michael the Archangel to me. He was not God. Um just very works-based, very like you have to do this or you get kicked out. <coughs> and I did. I got kicked out at 18. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? It was a blessing in disguise for sure. And so once I got some space from the religion, I kind of drifted off for like five, six years. And I just like 
didn't believe in God. And then I started having these spiritual experiences and I started just like calling it the universe. I started manifesting, doing like law of attraction and uh, the crystal stuff. I used to have this big crystal I used to have. And I just like, yeah, was giving all my power to it and stuff like that. And then I just was like, got to this point where I was like, if God is real, I do want to know him. So I want to know who God is. And I, I'm just going to ask him. <laughs> like, it just she occurred to me. You. I'm just going to ask him. Yeah. She engaged. Hey, who would yeah, have thought? <laughs> okay, very cool. So now we know a little bit about your background. So can you uh, share with us how the Holy Spirit showed up in your life? Yeah. So I, like I said, I got to this point where I was like, I'm just going to ask him, which had never occurred to me. But I was just like, you know what? I'm so confused. There's so many different churches out there. There's so many different beliefs out there. Like, if God is real, he's going to hear me ask him. And so I just prayed to him for the first time, just like genuinely like seeking him, like show up and like, if you are real, you need to tell me, you need to be clear about it. You need to send me like a child. I'm not going to believe any adults because I think I thought everybody was indoctrinated, no offense, but I just would not have believed anybody. I wouldn't have gone to church with anybody. I was just like, no, they all are just believing what they were told as a kid. So I just told God, like, you need to show up for me. And you need to do it, like, soon. <laughs> like, I want to know now who you are. And I just was genuine. Like, I genuinely was just like, all right, I'm ready. And I was. I was ready. Okay, so then what happened? Oh, okay. So, so. Um, <laughs> Don't you know? Um, so then the next day, I um, dropped my son off at preschool. And then I just felt this feeling to, like, go to the park. And I almost didn't go because I was, like, I was expecting that he was going to meet me there. But I was scared of what if he didn't. So I almost just went home. Like, I almost self-sabotaged myself. But I was like, no, I just, my desire to know him was was greater. And so I went to the park, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, reading scriptures on my phone for, like, five minutes. And, like, something in me, something in the scriptures I was um, reading made me realize that, like, Jesus really was God. And, like, when I had that realization, the whole atmosphere just changed. It was like I, like I stepped into eternity or something, and I was... I didn't know what being born again was, what being baptized in the spirit was. I didn't have any lingo. I'm actually thought, because I could feel my spirit turning from death to life. I could literally feel it. But I literally was like, am I having a brain aneurysm? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> like, I actually am thinking that because I'm like, this is insane. Like, if this is just God, why have I not heard about these experiences before? But I had, I just hadn't resonated with me. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling drunk. I'm thinking, how am I going to pick my son up? I'm going to get him taken away if I were to talk right now. Like, they're going to think I'm drunk. And I, But then I'm like, but then I feel love, joy, peace. Like, I feel like this is totally God. He's not going to have me get my kid taken away. Right. Just had so many thoughts going through my head. And then I was just like, I'm just going to ride this out. And so, yeah, that's when I received the Holy Spirit. And I was baptized in the Spirit. And I was born again. And, but I'm still like, okay, but I don't know for certain that Jesus is God. I need to know for certain. And so I'm like, I'm so in the spiritual realm at this point where nothing is impossible for me. I'm looking for an angel to come talk to me. I'm looking for Jesus himself. So I'm like looking, like seriously though. And so I'm like looking down this path and I don't see anybody look this way, don't see anybody. And then there's a knock on my window because I'm sitting in my car. And there's this like 14 year old boy and um, he asked if he could interview me, and I know immediately he's straight from God, like has to be from God, and then um, I say, yeah, you can interview me, and he runs me through this like evangelism, like this popular evangelism, you know, spiel, and I just was like, I just need to stop you right here, like, do you think Jesus is God, and he was just like, 
yeah, Jesus is God. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like this is insane. This is literally insane. And I like stopped him. I was like, you need to tell me everything you know right now. <laughs> like, where did you come from? And he like, I mean, he's still, there's no way he knows what was going on internally yeah. with me. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's so my story. Awesome. Yeah, I yeah. left, I left a different person for sure. It was, and it was instant. Instant. Like yeah. the world sounded different to me. I remember I listened to Christian music, like leaving the parking lot. And I was just like, like just made sense. Everything just like was clicking into place. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. Um, God is good. So, so on, on that, is there, um, how would you say, and you probably, you, you've already shared some in this area. How would you say having that experience with the Holy Spirit has transformed your life from where you were to who you are? Today. Um, my life is literally split into two sections of like before that day and after that day. Cause I'm not the same person. Like I think different thoughts. I, I'm just a different person. And like the biggest thing is like, I know now that I'm never alone. Like I know God hears me. And if he doesn't respond, silence is an answer too, but I know he heard me. <laughs> so it's different now because it's like, he responded so quickly that yeah, I never doubt if God is hearing me. I never doubt if God is there. And I live my life as such. Like, I live my life in expectation that he's answering my, my prayers and that he's, he's fulfilling my, his purpose for me. I just know he is. Like, I don't doubt that. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, well, thank you, Tamia. Yeah, that thank is you. so great. Thank you for sharing that. And this is, this is something that, because Talia, how long have you been saved? Two years. Two years. So it's not ancient history. It's something that is happening today. And even, I think, to add on to that, and maybe, you know, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, um, we were not opened yet. It was during the day um, when uh, Talia and her husband, Wayne, were coming to this uh, bike shop next door. Office Max. He went to Office Max. She saw that we had uh, stuff on the windows, and she wanted to see, hey, are we open? And she was pulling on the door handle, and Pastor Steve, and was it Jay? Were you with? They were inside. They were watching her, and they're like, who is this woman? And she was like, I have to get it. And they let her in, and that's how we heard her story. And uh, that she had just been waiting for this, this place to open. She was curious. And it is awesome. This is the Holy Spirit working. And I believe with all of my heart that this is what he wants to do in different lives in this community. And it is us working together, seeking the Holy Spirit to see things like this happen, to hear more stories of that working of his Holy Spirit. You know, and as I, as I bring this to a close... Uh, I have a couple of uh, verses just to leave with you. Uh, John 14, 16 through 17. I will ask the Father to send you the Holy Spirit who will help you and always be with you. The Spirit will show you what is true. Talia can testify to that. The people of this world cannot accept the Spirit because they don't see or know him. But you know the Spirit who is with you and will keep on living in you. 
So he is here. He is here for you, for us. He is here to empower us. He is here that we may engage. Pers- oh, let's, let's, let me quiz you real quick. To do what? Pursue him, then we can engage with him, then we can expect him. Uh, this last verse that, I, that I'm going to leave with, I had just verses, and it's good, so I hope you took notes. If not, I know it's online, because the uh, Bible also tells us that uh, the seed is planted, the, you know, get, the seeds also get picked back up. <laughs> so, you know, be in your word, be studying your word, so this can take root within your life. Ephesians 6, uh, 10 through 13, and I kept going back and forth, so does this fit? Do, but it does. It is, says, finally, let the mighty strength of the Lord. I believe that's the Holy Spirit. The mighty strength of the Lord make you strong. Put on all the armor that God gives. And does he give us the gift of the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Put that on. And he says, so you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. We are not fighting against humans, FYI, (laughs) sometimes, but not the fights that matter. They are not against humans. We are fighting against forces. Now, does force seem weak? It's a force. It's going to come hard and strong and mighty. Yes? Force. And authorities... And against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. That is the world we live in. So put on all the armor that God gives. Then when the evil day comes, when your day comes and he comes after you, you will be able to defend yourself. And when the battle is over... So will the battle go on? No. Scripture, it's in the Word, so I'm going to take it because if I don't take this, then I might as well throw it away. I might as well go home because I cannot take one piece and not the other. It is the whole package. So this is in God's Word, so it tells me, prepare myself. And he gives me what I need. He says, put it on so you can defend yourself, so you can stand. And he says, and when the battle is over, you will still be standing firm. So where are you going to be when the battle's over? Where are we going to be? Standing firm. Here we go. Come back to this tripod. And I said, yeah, and I have to use a service because it comes right back around. Steadfast, standing firm. Legs are planted. We are grounded. It is of use. We are prepared. God has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit. If you are finding yourself in a dry spot, if you are finding yourself not growing, if you are finding that zeal for God is is diminished, if you are missing something, this is it. The Holy Spirit is what we need to ignite, to put that fire in our hearts, in our lives. It is there. 
It is there, and my prayer for us is that we engage, we pursue that, step in, and it's like, no, he says it's there, it's a gift, I want it, I want it, maybe I don't understand it, you don't have to understand it, he will give you that understanding in that time, but let this life be exciting, let your potential soar. Be great for the kingdom of God. He has given us everything we need. I want it. And I, I, guy, <laughs> there, this city, this community, our, our, where we live, they need it. Portland, Vancouver. I mean, these souls that are lost, that are dying, that have been deceived in our schools, our children, our teenagers, our colleges, they need the Holy Spirit to infiltrate. And I, we, uh, our interns, we've been reading the book, uh, what is it, Authority, what's the title? God's Authority? Authority from God. And it's how to kick the devil out of your life? Yes. And I'm telling you, he has deceived, he has, he has covered, he is comfy. He is comfy. He has all of, every, all of us comfy. But he, and he does not want to give up. But we want to inform him that the Holy Spirit is coming through. And he is going to take back what the enemy has, has taken. And we are gonna, he's going to give life. And that is our role. I want to be a part of that. I want to see more come in that experience something like Talia. And we have others that have come in that have had supernatural encounters with the Holy Spirit. No one talked to them. No one told them anything. It was the Holy Spirit being activated in their life. So with me, let us together activate the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I don't know how you want to do it. I'm, wow, is that seven minutes? What is that red? What does that mean? I didn't go over seven minutes, right? Nah, really? Okay. <laughs> it was good stuff. I'm so, I don't apologize for that. So why don't you stand with me? And, you know, so just for, I guess now I have to say for the time element, I was going to do something totally different, but you, you have it now. You have the word. You have this for yourself. You can go home. You, can, you don't have to be here in this building because it's, it's, just, it's just a building. But you can be in your place, in your car. You can be wherever you are. You can pursue him. You can engage. And you can expect he's going to show up for you. So let us pray. Let it, I just want you, you know, just lift up your hands. And right now, if you want that, if you want that engagement with the Holy Spirit to be activated in your life, just use your words. Just use your words. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we invite you in. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we call on you because you are living you are living and you are alive and you are a power that has been given to us by God to stand firm, to be grounded, to be grounded and to make an impact in our home, to make an impact in our school, to make an impact in our workplace, in our neighborhood. Holy Spirit, 
Holy Spirit, we call on you. Holy Spirit, we call on you. And we thank you. We thank you for your power. We thank you for the authority. Hallelujah. Thanks for being with us today. Be sure to like and subscribe and visit us at c3swwa.com for more information about our church. 